Welcome to 631 Sports. We got Souk. We're going to get Jay in here. It's going to be a fantabulous podcast. We have Mock Draft Monday. It's going to be sick. Doing a whole first round. We're going to have our expert picks. And then we're going to be talking about Jay's favorite journeyman, Jorge Street Judas slash Game Bread Mazdal. But anyway, let's get into the, the, the mock. You boys ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Number one, unless anything changes dramatically, Trevor Lawrence. A lot of experts say he's the next Andrew up, John Elway. I don't trust Jackson, though. But anyway, let's go in. All right, Jay. All right, I get two. You have the second pick. I right. get, I get four. Okay, so now this is pretty obvious. Um, you lost Sam Darnold. This was going to be the move all along. So Zach Wilson at two. There's again no need for explanation. He seems to be the consensus number two quarterback in the class. So Wilson no, Bobby like that. <laughs> what? Bobby, Bobby didn't sound like he liked that at all. Bob, Bobby. Bobby's a Panthers fan, so he wants to laugh. But anyway, all right. So you could get the 49ers pick. 49ers will trade it up with the Dolphins. I, uh, it's kind of clear consensus around the league. When you trade up this many spots, it's for a quarterback. I have them picking. Some people don't think it's going to happen, but I think. It's the proper way. I'm picking Justin Fields from Ohio State. Ooh, rough pick. I, I take Fields think. too. I mean, personally. I don't think I think I think Mac Jones is going through. I think they may take Mac Jones, but I would take Fields. I, I think Fields is the more proven quarterback. I yeah. think there's more. Uh, Mac Jones has yeah. had Mac Jones is a one year starter. Has, has had everything. See, Bob Beagles like green. Beagles green. Bob, I don't like that pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac Jones is a one year starter. Has that has that? Hey, he doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, he he's a one year starter. Has had the best receivers, best running back, best defense. He's never had to face adversity. All right, we'll see what happens. Fields lost to Clemson last year. Came back this year, beat Clemson, and showed us what he's capable of. Here's my thing. I don't disagree with you that I think Justin Fields would probably be. Obviously, a more talented prospect, but I think scheme-wise, I think Mac Jones fits the bill more than Justin Fields in that offense. Yeah, but they, that's the reason they brought in Jimmy G, and that really didn't work out. So, I mean, at some point, you have to look at the talent level, and I, I think Fields in this position probably but is the I, most I think, talented. But I definitely think that this spot, 49ers at three, this is where the draft starts. Yeah, no, I think so, too. All right. At four, I got the Falcons. Now, obviously, I think the Falcons probably will trade back here. You got, you're going to have two out of the five quarterbacks. I, I could potentially see New England trying to move up and maybe getting a successor. But, I mean, I don't know if I want to stay. I also could see the Broncos maybe moving up. I don't know. In, in this spot, I would really like to trade back, but we're not doing trades. 
Someone's mic's going going off. Who's that? I think it's on. I'm using my AirPods, so. Is that you? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good enough. All right. All right, so at four, I'm going to stay Pat. I'm going to take Penny Sewell at four. I think you, if you're going to ride with Matt Ryan, you, you just gave him in a contract extension. You just brought in Arthur Smith. Oh, that, that like, um, you brought in Arthur Smith. Hit the run heavy guy. Beef up the offensive line. Ride, ride uh, with Matt Matt Ryan one more year, and maybe if you finish in the top five again next year, yeah, you, you get a quarterback. But at, at four, getting Penny Sewell at four, I think you'd be stupid not to take him. I, this is what I would do if I was. Atlanta, I take Kyle Pitts. I think they have a good enough offensive line. Tackle is still kind of a need for them, but they can survive with what they have currently. I, I think Kyle Pitts is such a generational talent. But I, I was I was stuck with that too, Jay, honestly. But I feel like Atlanta has enough offensive weapons that they, they need tackle. I think Penny Sewell is just such a generational Yeah, and didn't they just sign – what's his name? Uh Hayden Hurst? Yeah, but Hayden Hurst isn't. He's, Hayden Hurst is a he should be a, yeah, he should be a second tight end. He should, should be a second tight end, but he's getting paid first tight end money. So, well, plus I think Penny Sewell that division we have a lot of good pass rushers. I think Penny Sewell might be the better pick. It's not the pick that everyone's gonna like, but I think you. I'd rather have a guy keeping the quarterback upright than a guy who catches the ball. Every, no, every other time when Matt Ryan gets sacked, because that was an issue last year for the Falcons. Yeah, I mean they have no, a pretty good offense. I, that, I can see. That or they trade back. That's that's my stance. Yeah. So at five now, that would have been the pick for Cincinnati. But at five right now, uh, I'm going to say Kyle Pitts is the pick here. I, okay. I think. I, I just want to say I think I think I don't I don't see that happening at all. I think you need to protect Joe Burrow there. I'm not picking Rashawn's. I mean, I think Slater is good, but I could get a good tackle at in the second round, especially picking at five. I'm assuming Leatherwood's going to be there. Mayfield may still be there. You could get a good tackle later. I, I think right now at the position value, you're not going to get this. Fryermuth is the next best tight end, and he's like a mid-second rounder, so – and pitches pretty much light years above him. I, I think you have to take the generational talent, a guy you could build along Joe Burrow, create some franchise centerpieces. So I take pitch here. All right. Well, Miami. Miami. You know what Miami stands for? What? Money is a major issue. <laughs> well, see, we got two at Tagovailoa as the franchise quarterback. Still a little unproven. I have him selecting. Let's see. Got some good options. I have him selecting Devonta Smith, the Heisman wow. winner. Wow. I'm just curious. Why is he your number one wide receiver? Um, he's not my number one wide receiver. I I, I have Jamal Chase, but just that connection history with Tua. All right. That, I'm uh, gonna be honest. I don't care about the connection <laughs> because that that to me it translates a little bit. But I, you're if I was talking about connection, system. I would have I would have picked Jalen Waddle over him if I had connection. 
That's yeah, I mean, Waddle, you, you Waddle has potential. But I mean, if like, he if he thinks that Devontae is the better receiver, then pick Devontae. I just yeah, feel honestly, pick talent over connection first. All right, so I'm up with the Lions. Now I don't even know what the hell the Lions are even going to try to do. Um, they just got rid of Kenny Galladay. They didn't bring him back. They just traded for Jared Goff. That massive contract. It, it's going to be tough, but but. I have the Detroit Lions selecting Trey Lance of North Dakota State. I don't think – I think the only reason why they took Jared Goff was because they wanted to get drafted. I think he's not going to be the long-term starter. I think you let him take the shots while you let Trey Lance sit, learn the offense, you build the roster around Trey Lance, and you can plug him in once you're done. Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is the prototypical bridge quarterback for this team. They have a lot of holes. They get their quarterback. Now they can start building up the rest of the holes on the, the team. No, I could see it. I mean, it, they, it's a fair argument. I usually don't like sitting a, a first-round draft pick for a year, but in this situation, it may make sense. So I'm not. Yeah, especially gonna... Trey Lance coming from Division One AA. I think yeah. he might fit a little better than Mac Jones. I think I think the Lions probably going to be still run heavy team, but they might shift depending on what, what their next what Dan, uh, what it, Dan Campbell wants to do. I still think he wants to run the ball, Biden, but my people's kneecaps off. That's is that he wants to do. <laughs> hey, hey, he might, he might. But this, this I, is think, on, I think I, I think that's a fifteen yard penalty, do. honestly. But yeah. I, I honestly have no idea what, what the Lions might do with this pick. I could see them still maybe maybe they trade back and get even more picks. Especially if Trey Lance and Matt Jones are still on the board. I could definitely see that. Or especially Jamar Chase. But I, I haven't picked on the quarterback as of right now. I, I still believe they don't believe in Jared Goff and I think Dan Campbell will motivate his guys enough to not finish in the top ten while he's there. So you, you think your quarter the best quarterback was the a top ten pick. So that's my stance. All right. All right. So uh, number eight, Carolina. Um, look, defense is their biggest issue right now. But at the end of the day, you got a new quarterback. You have to let him give him the best opportunity. I pick Rashawn Slater here, uh, the Northwestern. I think tackles are probably your weakest point on offense. So. I think you have Darnold now. We can see how he's going to do. He, he's going to have a better receiving course than he had when he was on the Jets. Build around him a little bit and see how he does. See if he could be a long-term option. So, at this pick, you have to pick Slater, in my opinion. All right. That gives and in the Broncos. Well, we have the mile high right now. Let's see. They brought back Vic, Vic, Vic Fangio, so... That means they must trust in his defense. Um, you already have Bryce Callahan. You brought back Justin Simmons. I, I have him picking a corner. Which one it is, it could be any one of the t- top three, in my opinion, but I have him picking, where is his name? Patrick Sertain, second out of Alabama. Wow. Bring wow. back the no-fly zone. All right. I, I want to say one thing. I want to trade my pick with, with Jay. I want to pick for the Giants. Uh, you want me to pick for the – okay. Yeah. That's fine. 
right, so the Cowboys, I'd pick here at 10. Look, defense is a big need. Corner is as well. I'm all corner is on defense. But, I mean, you also need tackle help. Tyrone Smith, you don't know what's happening over there. And it's just you saw what happened with Dak. And I think you need to seriously think about revamping the O-line here. And I think Darisaw is a good pick, so I'm going to pick Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. Yeah, it's a good pick. Plus, plus the Darisaw, you can, you can always slide him. You can, you can always slide Leo Collins back to guard. Mm-hmm. That could be a couple issues. All right, I got the New York football Giants. Now, they just signed Kenny Galladay. All right, I'm looking at the board. Some 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 receivers fell. Fell to them. They also got a corner up the board. But here's what I think. This is the make or break year for Daniel Jones. You gotta surround him with enough talents. I have the New York football giants selecting Jamar Chase and LSU. He slipped all the way down to eleven. I, I feel like you could get a decent corner in the second. You gotta pick. You gotta surround the offense. Plus, if Daniel Jones is out, you got three good weapons for the next quarterback to use. So that's my pick. Yeah, I, if Jamar slips, I, I would definitely consider taking him. I'm not gonna complain about that. I mean, I'll people stop. want my listeners to think it's kind of impossible for Jamar to slip that far, but I mean, if, if you look at it, CD was supposed to be a top ten pick, and he slipped too. See you slip all the time. See, I think I think people don't understand. It's not sometimes teams don't take best overall player. They take position that they need. They don't. Sometimes best overall player doesn't translate the best best position for your team. That's why I think people don't understand. But all right, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Who has this pick? I do. Let's see. Uh, the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Let's go, your team. My team. Don't ever say that ever again. Let's see. They're sticking with Jalen Hurts. Don't know how. Don't know why, but I guess they are. Uh, knowing them, they're going to mess, mess something up. Like always, picking John Rigo or Justin Jefferson last year was a disaster, in my opinion, but okay. Uh, let's see who's left on the board. Some good names, some reasonable names, and a lot of them make sense. You know, they can go corner, they can go receiver. Quarterback, I wouldn't go with because they're sticking with their uh, hits. Linebacker, linebacking core, can you some help? I have them picking, hits me to say this. I hate to go up against them twice a year now, but Jalen Waddle from Alabama hey. is going to the Eagles. Hey. There we go. Alright, Jay, you're up with the Chargers. No, this is you. We switched back. No, so. we'll swap back. This... Okay. I just didn't want to so... pick. I just didn't want to pick to have one of you guys pick the Giants. Yeah, I know. So this would be you then. No, because I should have had a look. I'll let you have it now. Can we swap that pick? Okay. Alright. Alright, so 13. This is tackle. I don't care who's on the board. This is a tackle pick right here. And 
Look, you can consider it a reach, but Kazma here, I think he's he can be a very good tackle. I think Kevin Jenkins, you could use a lot with him. Vera Tucker, Tucker, I think people may think he may move to tackle. I think he's going to stay in guard, so I would stay away from him. So I like Kazma at this pick. Yeah, obviously they got the quarterback. They have more than enough weapons. They have a pretty good defense. They have to strike up the offensive line for for So, all right. Now, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you guys, you guys might think this might be a little, a little stretch, all right? But, but in the end, team behind them needs a quarterback. The Vikings don't want. Kirk Cousins to be the long-term solution in Minnesota. You know what that means? Insert Mac Jones at 14. You let him sit. You let him adjust to the speed. You let him grow confidence with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You let them maybe build the roster a little bit more. Let Kirk Cousins take the heat. Plug him in and let Dalvin Cook run the ball and throw when necessary. Look, I, I see it, but at Minnesota right now, I think they still have the talent to win now. I think they're just missing a couple pieces. Yeah, they need a quarterback. They, they can't win with Kirk Cousins. You can win some games, but at the end of the day, are you gonna? how long do you plan on sitting Matt Jones for? Maybe a year. I mean, if you're only going to do a year, then I could see it. But if they're going to do it longer. Because I think they have an uh, opt-out after, after the season with uh, – yeah, with him. So I could definitely see them picking Mac. Yeah, no, I could see it. All right, and this is okay. Sure. Now favorites failing, te- failing favorite team. Don't even play that. Well, this one's kind of simple. He's getting old and aging. Yes, he's a former defensive player of the year. Replace one game cock with another game cock. Chasey Horn from the New England Patriots. Hey, guess what? That's my state, baby. What, what'd, you, no, I, I, what'd you say, Phelan? I said that's my state you picked him from. Yeah, game cocks. Hey. Uh, yeah, no, I like the Horn pick. <laughs> that team is always built from the secondary down, so I, I like playing Casey Horn across from Gilmore. And they have yet. Yeah, well, they also have a uh, JC Jackson. Yeah. So I think they're gonna let go of what's his name. They might trade Stephon Gilmore. They're probably get on JC Jackson. Yeah, I, I think I think New England is probably gonna go through a rebuild. I think they might trade him to a team that can they think they're contenders. And and try to rebuild the team. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I could see that. All right. Who's up next? Uh, I am. Uh, we're going to fill needs here. I would have loved to take J.C. Horn, but I'm going to go pick Farley here. They need defensive help. I think Farley is – I would go with Parsons, but – you kind of had Isaiah Simmons last year who could fill somewhat in that role. I think you have to take 
corner here. And I, I'm going to go with uh, Caleb well, Flay. I think obviously he, they haven't taken because they just got rid of Patrick Peterson. Yeah, so I think Farley was your best option. Here. Right. So we have Caleb Foley going to the. Yes. Okay. Uh, Cardinals, okay. The Raiders. Okay, the Raiders. Raiders. Let's see. I think I'm up. Yeah, yes, you are up. All right. Yeah. Obviously, no brainer. He fell this far. Take Michael Parsons. You have to stop stop a lot of teams who like to run the ball in that division. You take Michael Parsons. Easy pick. Yeah, a lot of t- a lot of times when I just kind of went through the drafts on my own, I always thought Awusu Koromoa. Someone's TV is loud in the background, <laughs> but uh, no, I always like uh, Parsons. I mean, uh, Koromoa at this pick because Car- Parsons is usually gone. But if Parsons is still there. I think you have to pick him. I think either one of them is a good choice because you have a lot of very good tight ends. I think bringing in a guy who can a lean, fast linebacker like either one of those two, I think that's the best option for them. Well, that's a pure look who's in the division. What the hell? Who's TV is that? Not my. I'm done. <laughs> Alright, who's next? Uh... I- Wait, no. Uh, what team's up right now? My team's up. Miami. Back-to-back Miami picks. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I have them picking. Let's think. I had them going offense. Can they double dip here? I could, I could see them double dipping. <sighs> double dipping? I don't see them doing. I see them I, I, picking defense. No, no, no. I could see, I, I could see one position where they might double dip. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see him double-lipping, but is this your pick? No, it's not. No, it's not. I have them picking another Alabama stud. Christian Balmore. Wow, reach. They're the first reach of the day. Christian Balmore. Get, get that line solidified. See, I just don't think that's the pick. I think the defense is good enough to win. My pick there would have been Vera Tucker. The offensive line was kind of a little bit of an issue for Tua last year. Austin Jackson is not an NFL-ready fucking tackle. They need they could have put Tucker to left tackle or maybe right tackle. I, I just Barmore is good. I, I just don't think that that's the right pick. I think in sitting class, I think in sitting draft classes, Baltimore would be like a top fifteen pick, easy. Here's the thing, I honestly disagree with both of you. I would have picked Najee Harris. I honestly think Harris. I think again, you pick early enough in the next round. I think there's going to be a run on tackles early in the second round. We're obviously not doing the second round, but I think you would have a shot at one. I think Vera Tucker, I don't know about him at tackle. I think he's, he would be a great guard. But I think a guy like Najee Harris, I know running back isn't going to win you Super Bowls. But if you have an elite running back, it's going to help. So I would have gone with Harris, in all honesty. All right. 
All right, J-Block. Yep. Your I'm favorite up. team in the division. Yeah. Here's the thing. I would have picked quarterback with this pick pretty easily, but right now, uh, no, there's this no chance. The I could see that might trade up with maybe the Lions in the top 10 to get one of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, no, they could. Trey Lance is still on the board but, at 10. I think they'll mortgage the range to move up to nine and maybe get him. Yeah. But I hear at 16, wait. I'm sorry, at 19, I'm going to pick uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromo. Just help build that Anything defense more? a little bit more. I think he's a very talented a pretty stacked so. defense, man. Yeah. All right. I'm up. But you know anyone who has their number? Who? Daniel Jones. I don't know, man. Riverboat up that roster. All right. I'm up. Chicago Bears. Remember one thing: Chicago pizza ain't good as New York pizza. Let's get that straight. But anyway, all right. Very interesting off season for them. Obviously, they got rid of Mitch, brought in Andy Dalton, which is a slight upgrade over Mitch. Um, honestly, I have no freaking I idea. The, I think the Dalton sign was not a bad signing because they just need average quarterback play. And that defense can somewhat keep them in games. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. I just I have no idea what where they might go. They have a lot of holes. Which, still. Um, they 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 let go of the top a, a top cornerback in his prime. I was like, wow. I, honestly, there's no quarter cornerbacks here. I would I would reach. I, I think while people are high on Greg Newsom, I think he's a second round pick. I don't think you pick him this early. And one thing I like to say. A lot of these 40 times are kind of suspect in my, in my Here's opinion. Here's my thing. I don't care about 40 times as much for certain positions. It, it, it's just you need you need guys who are solid on tape, so I can care less about stats. But like, they have a good defense. I'm not going to lie. They have one of the best defenses. I definitely think this picks them in the offense. So – I could, I could see them going offensive line here. I see them picking. You know, they, I don't know, man. It's up. To, I'm very, very confused where they might go. I, I think they might go very Tucker. I'm going very Tucker. I, I think. I can see that. I, I, I can see that. that. They, they need help in that Dan, line a lot. Or Creed Humphrey, I think they might go after. But yeah, we said it. They, they need offense, offensive line. I, I think they could hold one more year. I don't think they're going to keep Allen Robinson next year. I think they'll let him walk. So I think they have to build the offensive lineup. But the Colts. But hang on, hang on. Before we go, I, I definitely think the, the Bears might be another team that might trade up to get a quarterback. Or, or, yeah, or no, they could I maybe take a, a project quarterback like Trask in the second. And just let him get mentored by Andy Dalton. So, all right, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. Let's see. They just made a trade for Carson Wentz. They are, they're somehow always in a uh, win now mode somehow. Well, they got a good offensive line. Let's not sugarcoat it. They went through like three or four years where they completely sucked. So, let's see. They have. A- they have a good running back room. Receivers use some help. 
the line could use some help a little bit with the uh, stanza retiring. Just, but there's no one really good at this at this number right now. They have good running backs. I have him selecting. Where's his name? Where's his name? Aziz Ojolari. Kind of need a pass rusher again in that league. Because, you know, you, you got some pretty firepower teams like the, the Colts and everything. I mean, the Colts have some firepower teams. They got to deal with an AFC like the Chiefs, the Ravens, if they want to contend in the playoffs. They also have, they also have the Titans in the division, so. Oh, yeah. Still, you know, they got to get, you know, it's a passing league. You got to get to the passer. Pass rushers. Can never have too many good pass rushers. Exactly. Jay, you want to swap since the Jets are up now? All right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. All right, so I think this is a pretty easy pick. I'm going uh, Rashawn Bateman. They just lost Corey Davis in free agency to my team, the Jets. I think you can plug in Bateman. He'll be a solid number two in the league. You have who's, – I forget. Who's, who's the guy they have? That's the Davis. AJ. Yeah, you got AJ Brown. Probably, arguably, I think one of the most underrated young receivers. In the oh league. yeah, very underrated. So very I good. think you can plug him in, and he'll, he'll do fine. Especially since it's our one first offense. So I go with Sean Bateman. All right, so here I am at twenty-three. Um, look, I'm looking at this board right now, and I'm seeing. If you pick who I think you pick, I might. I think this, this, this is a guy who. Look, this is the best overall player. If Phil's a position need, at this point, I I pick nine. Reach. I I think you have to pick. He's literally the best player on the board. What do you mean reach? You mean just for the position? I don't know. I think you have to pick him. I, I think it, with the potential he has, I, I think you have to pick him. Ah, okay. All right. And then you Okay, let's see. We have the Steelers. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. Team, Pretty simple. I, I have them picking Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. I can see that. You, you, you let Bud Dupree left. I mean, you let Bud, my bad, you let Bud, Bud Dupree walk, play some with Quiddy Pay. There you go. All right, Jay, you back up. No, no this is you. Just go for it. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, you may think, you may think this is crazy. But. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. You got your franchise guy. You got to get elite offensive linemen to surround him. You have a pretty good young wide receiver core. You could you could put Creed Humphrey to guard. You may even move Brandon Leonard to guard. But you have to get him good, solid offensive linemen. And I'm going Creed Humphrey. I think he's the best lineman on the board. Here's the thing. Their interior line is actually pretty good. I would have gone – if I was going off into line, I would have gone at the tackle position here. I think their interior line is good enough. I think 
even if it's you could some people may consider it a reach, I, I really wouldn't, but there's a couple tackles here that you could take. Think that, so. I don't think they're gonna they might cut Andrew Nolan. He hasn't been the same, he's making ten million. I think they're gonna go full rebuild, they're gonna try to get younger and younger. So I think this pick is I think he's the best offensive lineman on the board. I'm taking him. That's my pick. All right. So I'm up at 26. Right here with Cleveland. This team's biggest need right now is on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know. You need Ed, you need linebacker, corner two even. But I'm going to go with the guy who I think is the safest and also has a pretty high ceiling, and I think that's going to be Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I think he fills your biggest need. I think there's a lot of potential there that he could be a very good player, like the other edge rusher from Miami, but I'm going to go with Phillips. I think he might be a little bit safer. All right. Okay, okay. The Baltimore B-Moy. Okay, let's see who we got. Let's see. Let's see. One really that's there's no one that screams out, Oh, pick me, pick me. I'm gonna have to maybe say, Cornerback Greg Newsom. Only reason you need a guy who's fast, and I mean, you're going against. You know, if you want to make it the Super Bowl, you're gonna to have to beat the Chiefs in the AFC, and yeah, but Chiefs have a lot of firepower. I, I personally think wide receiver would be a bit bigger. Me too. That was my mind, but Kadarius Tony, like, like he, I didn't see him. Yeah, like he, he's a fast, shifty guy. That's more Keith Brown, and you already have him. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm up New Orleans. New Orleans. Nola. Nola. The choke artists. They're gonna suck this year. So honestly, I think I think they're gonna freaking be horrible. You got Oh what the hell? Alright, I have him picking Gregory Russo at twenty twenty eight. We can have him I forget what his name is, the defensive end they got. Cam yeah, Jordan. I have him mentor him. I think he can fit. I think that's the best spot for him. Plus, he just lost Pengerton. Well, you're not going to say You're going to rotate him in, but it's like – it's not like the quarterback. I, I don't think – you think they take trash so, there? I, I don't think they waste the first-round pick on trash, right? No, no, I'm not saying they take trash. I'm saying they uh, – it's not like the quarterback position where he, he could be the second or third guy. They're going to rotate him in still. He'll, he'll get reps, so – even if he's mentoring him, he's going to be on the field too. So hey, I think that's a good pick. All right. All right. So this is me at 29 with pick, Green We should Bay. pick the running back because uh, they, they just paid same like last year. Yeah. No, I know honestly, corner is your biggest need here. I like, to me, 
this guy can play good man-to-man defense. He came out of the same school that Jalen Ramsey did. His father is NFL legacy as a defensive back. I'm going to go with Sante Samuel Jr. Here, you need what happened in that NFC Championship game. It was almost unacceptable in your secondary. So you have to go with Sante Samuel here at 29, or at least corner, even not him. But I just think Sante best fits what they need. All right. Okay, we got the Bills Mafia. They're going to suck next year. Man, I don't think so. I think they're going to come off with a hot year. I have picking Zavin Collins. Help that defense up. What 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 I'm predicting is like a lot of these like playoff teams are going to go defense because they know that they, they got to compete with the Chiefs and they got to stop the Chiefs because they saw what they, the Bucks were able to do with a good defense. And with a good defense, you're able to stop the Chiefs. All right. I'm up. The Chiefs. I haven't taken Tevin Jenkins. They'll just cut two of their tackles, bring in a tackle with the deck. That's a mouth. Yeah, that's easy. All right. So at 32, look, the team, Tampa may have been, obviously, they won the Super Bowl. So they were probably the most complete team overall. So I don't have a problem here. Picking running back because that's probably your weakest position. So I'm gonna go Travis Etienne here, pick thirty-two. I can see that, especially Leonard Fournette's only on a one-year deal. Yeah. All right, boys. And you like? How do you like what the Jets and the Giants did? I liked it. I liked it. No, I was fine with it. With what you picked for the Giants. Obviously, you're going to complain about me picking Najee Harris but for the Jets, but uh, I think – I just think that was the value at that pick. Yeah, I, I honestly, at 23 of the Jets, I could definitely see them trading. Trading that pick. They're going to, the Jets are in a position where they might just want to get as many picks as possible and try to – Build many holes with decent rookies and contracts. So. I think the yeah. Jamal Chase pick for the Giants wasn't bad. It, 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 it's a nice pick. I personally like defense for this ship's pick, but I mean, get Jam Jones all his weapons you can. The only offensive player, obviously, besides like Trevor Lawrence, that I would take at a, if they slip to 11. Would have been Jamar Chase. I, that would be the only one, in my honest I opinion. Just think, I just think he. I, I think he's he by far the best. Too much of a, a slip to the Giants not to take him. Because, like I yeah, said, he was too much you of a slip. You got, you got Kenny Galladay. Forget the other guy you have. Sterling Shepard. You got the other fast guy, but don't know if Shepard's going to be there forever. You got Jamar Chase, and you can move. I forget, I forget the one guy. Yeah. Here. Slayton played. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. If you take Chase, you're definitely letting go of Shepard next year. There's no point in keeping I mean, him. Put Slayton you have, in the slot. Yeah, you would. You can. Slayton's not a natural slot guy, but he can play inside. I think you would let Galladay and you could even move Galladay to the inside every now and again. But I think you let Galladay. And Jamar Chase working the outside. Jamar Chase is pretty much 
he's a big body. I like him as an outside receiver. So, all right. Now, Jay, are you hyped that Zach Wilson is coming mm-hmm. to New York? Look, it's interesting. I mean, there's always hype when a new quarterback comes to the market. So, we'll see how he does. I mean, he's coming from a totally different world out there in Utah. You would think you were in. You wouldn't think they were in the same country when you're between the two. But I mean, New York and over in Provo. So, but let's bless you guys. I. <laughs> but uh, I like um, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't know if I'm completely sold on Wilson yet. I think Wilson's there's... gonna take one step into a New York bodega and be like, I'm "Not in Kansas anymore." <laughs> yeah, look, I I think Wilson can be good. It's just a matter of I think he's gonna have a decent team around him. I I think he may take have a little bit of a rough start the first couple of years. Not too bad, but I, in all honesty, I think he could I be think, a decent quarterback in this league. The Jets might bring in Brian Hoyer and let Hoyer pretty much play. Honestly, I know Jay's not a big fan of sitting quarterbacks, but we've seen what happened. We've seen what happened when we sit a quarterback like Mahomes. Let him have Alex Smith. You just got to take as many players, beef up the roster, and let the other guy take hits that your quarterback don't get gun shy. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Alex Smith was a decent quarterback when they had Mahomes. Okay. You look at guys who mentored other guys. Fitzpatrick mentoring guys all over. You always had decent quarterbacks. Hoyer is not at that level where I think My he pocket. should be a guy mentoring. Far Rodgers had far. You know, I, I think at the, you have to start Wilson right away. If this guy is like, – Here's the thing. If a guy is legitimately a franchise quarterback, in my opinion, I think they should have the ability to start right away. Look, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I don't. But in my personal opinion, this yeah. Jets roster is not good enough for Zach Wilson to step in right away. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that he might not play at all this year. But I, I could say maybe the first three or four games, if you do like bring Brian Hoyer, I think there's definitely interest between the two parties. You can let them play. Let him play. Let him still learn the offense. Let the younger guys start to gel with the older vets and the newer guys, and you, you let Zach Wilson have some sort of cuss for the offense at that point. So, yeah. Which also, you have to see how he plays in OTAs and in the preseason. But, um, look, it's going to be interesting to see how he – look, wow. for all – draft prospects. It's interesting to see how they react to the change created between college and NFL, especially him, because obviously one of the knocks on him was his team only won they won every game and then the one time they played a pretty solid team in Coastal. My thing with that though is is he's still not good versus Coastal. He didn't play terrible. The BYU defense he played decent. It it wasn't yeah. yeah. I think he looked Pretty decent, I think he. But if you just judge him, off I that think that one play we got roughed up was complete. It didn't look uh, like a yes. first. Yeah. I think Costa should be. Absolutely. I like that play. Yeah. It gives him some words, but let him know. <laughs> you don't mess with the South Carolina boys. 
Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, who still doesn't know, Fallon is a uh, Coastal Carolina native. I mean, Coastal Carolina fan. Right, right in my ballpark. I'll become, I'm going to get become season ticket holders and start, start live streaming. Fallon's going to start scouting the New York Jets there. It, it's funny because he was talking so much crap about And then now he wants him. During that game, because he thought they were definitely going to get Lawrence because they haven't won that game the entire season, the Jets. And now, when they're back at pick, what am I yeah, that was funny. What am I supposed to say? Obviously, obviously, <laughs> no, you know, Sam Darnold was not the answer. You have some Sam Darnold scriptures that that we know. I'm just going to say when I called called this trooper, he was like, "You made a big mistake." I was like, guy can't read a defense. Guy constantly gets hurt. He's going to be making $18 million for a rebuilding team to use that cap to other positions. Good riddance. You show me nothing in three years. You can blame you can blame Adam Gates all you want. At some point, you have to put the blame on the quarterback that throws into freaking quadruple coverage and throws five picks. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it was time to move on from him. I, I think... At this point, he's shown signs, but you have a new coaching staff. I like bringing in the new quarterback, especially if you think they have real potential. I think we've seen that Donald can be good, but I the comparisons of him potentially being like an elite QB, I, I don't really see. Yeah, I, I like listen. I hope Sam Donald sucks in Carolina. That's just me. And then move um, your phone up. I hope, I hope that Donald sucks in Carolina. No, I don't want him to – I mean, I'm not even a Jets fan, but even no, if I was, I wouldn't So all these – I, I don't care about – Well, no. I think Sam Donald's going to do okay in uh, – He's going to be Carolina. He's gonna be a, like a Fitzpatrick. He's not going to be anything special. No, I – yeah, I, I think – no, I think – well, then he wouldn't suck, but he would be – I think that's what he'll do. But here's the thing. I don't want him to suck completely because if he sucks completely, then you're going to be so toxic for the entire season. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll be. Who do you, so who do you, what do you think he'll say be, after every pit interception, every time, every time he throws a ball play interception? Like, yeah, that's your guy, that's your boy. So I'm going to be toxic, and then what? Hope when the Jets play him, oh baby. Q's gonna eat him alive. Q's gonna pull his tackles. He's like, oh, oh, my bad. I didn't mean it. I'm not gonna sack you. <laughs> Q's gonna just. I hope Q just throws another extra elbow in there. Then he gets suspended, feeling. No, just takes him a little bit harder to the ground. Oh, Jay understands what I'm saying. There's times where you could be nice and you could do a little. Twirl around, but I think you need to punish Donald for all the times he screwed the team over. Watch him be the next like Tannehill to no, take the yeah, Carolina to, yeah. uh, in a playoff. Yeah, uh, no, Carolina. Matt Rule, the choke artist. Matt Rule is not a good NFL coach. Matt Rule, I think a thirty points this is, Oklahoma. This, yeah. He sucks. Overrated NFL. No, hang on. The fact that he even had a thirty-point lead against Oklahoma with Baylor. That he was able to do what he did with Baylor. Should. Let me ask you a question. Did he, he win the game? Coach. So, no, but Phil, he, you wanted Matt Rule as a Jets. You want to go? You want? 
hang on. You want to go through how many five-star recruits that Oklahoma had for the past four years before that game and how many Baylor received? Go ahead. Five-star okay, so, recruits mean nothing if you can't develop them. Tate Marshall's Gary player of the year, and he's not even playing in Miami anymore. It's how you develop them. I know, but here's the thing. It's – Five stars mean a lot. So Alabama getting the majority of Alabama five stars. Alabama's just a wagon. They also have good coaching stuff. What about Ohio State? Obviously, coaches mean stuff, but at the end of the day, your recruiting yeah, means more. I think you, I think you could fill Nick Saban in with another coach, and maybe they're not winning national championships like Saban is. Maybe they decline eventually without Saban at the helm, but they can win SEC championships with a different coach than Saban just because of how elite the the players on that team are even before they get developed at Alabama. I'm just saying, I, I think Matt Rule is not I'm just saying, Carolina has some good weapons. They got a, an elite running back, two good receivers, and DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. And my thing is, this. I, I think I think whatever happens to Sean Watson will be a Carolina Panther next year. My opinion. They were already ready to unload almost their whole draft to get Deshaun. And I think whatever happens, they get all this sexual assault cases cleared up. And I, but I, I think the Panthers might pounce if his trade stock is just completely shit. So. Might they might only be able, they might even get him for like a first, and maybe 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 they could do that. Who knows? Maybe even if if Houston was like, hey, we'll take we'll take Teddy Bridgewater in your first for for Deshaun. I mean, I know they just traded Donald, but I think they'd rather have Deshaun Watson over Sam Donald. But maybe that's the move they make next year. Maybe maybe they ship Teddy off the the Saints again, but who knows? I think yeah, it's gonna be a very I'm... interesting season. But I'm excited! I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, coming for draft night, man! We have live coverage and everything. We oh, so sick. Once once Zach Wilson's a Jet, I'm ordering Coops to book a book a Mormon. Mm-mm. Actually, uh, actual draft coverage, we tried that last year and <laughs> did not go did not. so well. Listen, yeah, no, failing that. Failing we've done it. We'll, uh, we'll be live. We'll not be cutting. We'll, we'll be going every pick, and I will make sure every pick that goes before, I'll tell Jay to look at Bob's tweets. <laughs> look. And this is obviously why they say before draft night. Anyone who actually tweet takes the time to tweet out the pick before Goodell announces <laughs> it is a communist. Like the enti- the entire purpose of watching the draft is the anticipation of waiting for Goodell to say the name, not for just trying to refresh your Twitter feed until someone tweets who the pick was. There, oh. There's no fun in that. I, the entire I fun of watching the draft. They had the backstories. No, 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 no. We're not gonna go into this. The whole draft. This defensive ends. This defensive ends. Mom, the goldfish, died when he was eight years old. 
Nah, you can't lie. Some some, some of those backstories were, were pretty entertaining. Were pretty Look, good. Th- th- there's 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 serious backstories, and but like sometimes you're like reaching, like they they feel the need to find a backstory for everyone, and everyone does have a backstory, but sometimes it's like it's not as entertaining, or you don't really get the backstory because it's a lot of personal stuff. So it's like sometimes they reach with it, like. Like, some people, like what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Matos. His backstory was hundred percent like had me in tears. What about I felt like Jordan Jordan Love and the, the yeah. Saints freaking uh offensive lineman they took last year? Dude, it's like <laughs> half the freaking draft dad like died or like got killed. Yeah, I know last year I had a lot of stories. It's just depressing. It was like it, every first round like, um, dad died. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I know. But it's like sometimes like when the, one of the guys doesn't have a story, they feel like a need to like fill something in because they've just been filling in like depression. Like, so I don't know do with it because they're like trying to figure, like, fill, like, fill in time with COVID. Like John Smith out of Tennessee's fifth grade teacher yeah. died. Who we idolized. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, they do so, uh, do you guys think? So, how many drinks do you think uh, Goodell has before he schmizzed after the draft? Last year, he was like last year. Last year, he was so pissed off that he had to wait so long. He literally, if you see him in his chair last year, when he was just like, "Oh, he wanted the draft to be over." Well, no, I think this year. You know what? You know what? We're wrong. This year, it, it, it's a person. You think God? Last last year, yeah, it's It was kind of okay. cool seeing all those. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I remember when Makai Beckley got picked and we all thought his dad was sitting. I was like, what the fuck? He's massive. Yeah, his dad was a unit. Yeah, no, I thought his dad was him. I'm like, yo, who? who? Like, no one's dad. This guy can literally pancake people. Would you imagine his dad at, like, a tackle? No, no, no. Here's a funny point, though. His mom, his sis, his mom's girlfriend, his dad are all like six foot five, know, six foot eight. That's, that's they're crazy. all like units. Yeah, they are units. They're, they're, they're going to have an offensive line of grandkids. That wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. The, the Jets are going to draft a Beck every year. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jets make draft another lineman in the first round. There's just so many options they could do at 23. It just depend, all depends on how the board shapes out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the draft doesn't start until like, the third pick, honestly. Dude, if, I'm just saying, though, if Mac Jones gets picked at three, I'm going to be so toxic. I'm going to be so toxic. Look, you can be happy that they picked him at three. Here's the thing. It doesn't mean that he's going to be good. If Fields gets picked at three, it doesn't mean he's going to be good either. you got to wait until you see, but... I think, look, at this point, I honestly think that San Fran, I, for a while I thought it was a smokescreen, but I, I think they could actually end up picking. Uh, from what I'm hearing, it seems like they're actually going to pick you, Mac Jones. What I tell you from day one, don't sleep on the Mac attack. Don't sleep on him. Yeah, this, it's going to be fun. I'm curious to see what the Giants do at 11. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think... I think if Jamar Chase isn't there like he was in this draft, which I don't think he will, I think they're gonna pick. I think they're gonna pick Micah. I think as long as his background kind of clears out, I think Micah would probably be the pick. 
just fit right in that toxic locker room. Uh, they, they were le- how many people got arrested on the Giants <laughs> in like the past two years? No, compared no, I don't to, think like, anyone on my team got arrested. Well, Q, Q was a huge misunderstanding with Q. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame him for what happened with him. Besides that, I don't but, really think anything. Our, our team's been pretty, uh, uh, honestly, our, our team's been pretty good. We may not have been the best team in the league, but we're, we don't have a team full of malcontents, so. Yeah. He's about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. So, before we end this pod, I just want to shout out the New York Islanders and Lula Morello for making a deal. Jay, Jay's been very focused on the NHL right now. He's been watching all the games. He's been making field notes. He's even he's been making uh, us videos, like X's and O's of hockey. And he's been like, yo. And then when I finally got call, uh, Paul Mary and Zajac, he texted me right away. They texted me, goes, these guys are so tough. They could take Kamaru Usman. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I was saying uh, what I saw, though, was I think I wasn't a big fan of the trade because I honestly thought they should have been getting Ricky <laughs> Pietro back in the trade. I think that would have been I think that would have been the best option, but Alright, Jay. Before, before we hand out, do you think Street Judas beats the Toast Stopper? Snooze me. No. Here's the thing. My picks this entire year have not been that bad. I've literally been like on my topology been like at like seventy percent this over the years. So, oh, it hasn't been that bad. But I have literally picked every pay per view main event wrong. So I, I don't know. By all logic, Usman should win this fight fairly easily. So yeah, I'm prediction is just Usman. 50, 45, yeah, another decision. You, you remember that Colby post I sent to the group chat mm-hmm. about how I'm saying he's taking a journeyman who he 50, 42, the last fight, and how he won't won't take him? You think yeah. Colby has a, a, a better shot versus Kamara again? Here's the thing. Colby has a better chance to beat Usman than anyone else. He was either up 3-1 or 2- It was either 2-2 or 3-1 in that- in that first fight for Colby. And the only round that I was... Round two was obviously the round that could have gone either way, but he literally could have won that fight. And on top of that, look, the, the groin shot was not a groin shot. This, it was a bad stoppage. Half the shots that he ate at the end were to the back of the head. So, look, there's an argument to be made. I, I honestly think... I, if In a rematch, I'd pick Usman to win again. I don't think there's really anyone who can beat him. I thought Burns had the he best chance. Be but... soft as baby. It... Yeah. If Burns didn't fall and land his ass for like three minutes in the first round after he rocked Usman and nearly dropped him, maybe we're talking about a different story here. Definitely but... outclassed after that. Look, I-, I honestly think... Yeah. I think once you let Usman recover, Usman was beating him pretty badly. And I think Usman's getting with his new team out in Colorado. I think this he's well, in the Col- best possible Col- position. Very good when he fought I, I think last, on his new team. 
Yeah. Look, if I'm going to pick Colby, I need to see something more from him. He, he's going to fight again before he fights Usman. I, I know for a fact he will. I think I think he hasn't announced anything yet because he easily could have had the Leon Edwards fight after what happened with Bilal. He easily could have had that instead of Nate Diaz. But I think he thinks Maxwell is going to lose like most people do. And I think he's waiting for that fight. Look, that that was a fight he wanted. That was the fight that should have happened. Now, we could the ultimate fighter this year with Ortega and Volkanovski is potentially the worst decision humanly possible. They should have forced Maxwell and Colby to do that. That storyline was too deep in one because they would have fought at the end of the season. And the winner would have fought Usman. Okay, so you have a clear number one contender after that. Two, the background, they were roommates for like eight years. Literally eight years. They went from best friends to sworn enemies. The the storyline of the show would have been, it may have been the most watched season in tough history. More than McGregor and Faber did. So well, here, here's my thing. I, I could see. I think we all can come back to the Kobe will probably destroy Masvidal. Right, yeah. I, I think he would. Like you said, you Look, said in a previous thing. Here's the thing. Masvidal will lose all credit if he lost mm-hmm. to Kobe. That's why they're not taking a fight. Yeah, that's the thing. I think he's. I think he would rather lose to anyone else besides Kobe. I think him losing to Usman, I think, I hope he doesn't retire after he loses to Usman. I'm, I would be pretty angry if he decided to do that. But, look, I, I don't know. I think, I think right now the UFC has to force his hand. If he loses, you have to make him take the Colby fight if he's not retiring. How soft that, would that be? Is How soft would to it make be? Now. Like, all, though, you, they only wanted Colby and he retired because of that. I don't know. I, it would be soft. I think, look, I've never seen... Masvidal's story may be the most interesting in the UFC. He went from being one of the most underrated fighters on the entire roster to being one of the most overrated so quickly. And he went from being one of the most well-liked fighters on the roster to being in the past month with all the Jake Paul stuff and everything else to being one of the most hated. Like, I've never seen someone's like whole persona switch so much and the view from the fans and everything so jake do you, you think jake paul's a chance jake paul's a chance in the boxing Askren. i think he he has a chance i think ben Askren's gonna win i think Askren is gonna just clench him i think Askren finishes him in the later rounds i think he dirty boxes in the clench a lot i think he's just gonna gas jake paul out and yeah, I think he finishes him. I think Jake Paul's kind of like a clown, but I give him credit. I think he takes boxing serious more than his actual life. So, I've seen his videos. He's actually training really hard. So I, I think he might have a decent chance. Yeah, I look. I think he's he's a good he's a pretty decent athlete, and I think he understands. You watch the Nate Robinson fight. I think he understands boxing pretty well. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I still saw this guy go five rounds with a guy named Deji, which I know he's not just a guy named Deji, but it, it, he won five rounds with him, man. Like, if you're an elite boxer, like, Deji, no. Like, no. That shouldn't happen. So, 
Tetis, well played. Yeah, I mean, look, he, Jake Paul is, he, he seems actually like, he de- he understands the sport, but I, I just think Ben, there's levels to this. I know Ben would probably be worst boxer in the history of the UFC, but there's still levels to combat. And I, I think Ben is just, now, he's going to understand what he's doing. He knocked out by Jake Paul. You think he's just retired from your combat? One, he was already retired from combat. And then Jake, the Jake Paul thing happened and he said that he would do it. But... Uh, yeah, I would retire from combat. If I lost to Jake Paul and been asking, I would retire from combat, and I would retire from anything related to combat sports, including media. I wouldn't show my face in <laughs> in combat, any combat sport, media, Ariel Hawani, uh, ESPN, MMA, any, any real, uh, real MMA media, if he were to lose. But Jay, what do you think of the fight today? Yeah. Um, they were solid. A lot of the decisions, but I really don't mind them. The fights weren't weren't terrible. Uh, Vittori got it done. You know, he looked at points he didn't look great, but it wasn't terrible at the same point. Uh. Holland obviously has things to work on. He was coming into the fight on less than two weeks' notice, so I don't mind. Holland, I think, still has potential, but I think Vittori is good. I think I'm happy Vittori won because I think he may be the only person who can beat out of Sonya. The first time they fought, it was a close fight. Adesanya won rounds one and two pretty clearly. And Vittori won round three, but I think Blahovich may have exposed the hole. I don't even think it was the size. I think Adesanya is just not good off his back. I don't think he can get up. And I think Kevin Holland, maybe you can consider him a discount version of Adesanya, but what I saw from Vittori today, I think he may have some success against Adesanya in some ways. So we'll see, though. I mean, I think... Once Whitaker, I think Whitaker will beat Gaslam. I think once that happens, though, Whitaker versus Adesanya too, it has to be the fight to make. No, I'll be honest. I haven't been yeah. paid attention at all for you, too. I'll be honest with What is, is Adesanya fighting against him? Yeah. Or are they still giving him um, a pretty weak No, he doesn't he, have anything to Besides scheduled. the next, uh, obviously, three title fights coming up. What's the next big title fight after this weekend? Yeah. Uh, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira because Habib's out as lightweight champ. So uh, that's for the uh, okay. new title. And then after that is so after that, 263, I think, has uh, – I think that has – uh, no, that Ortega Volkanovski I pushed back more. I forgot what two sixty three was, but who do you uh, think Jan fights? Middleweight Teixeira. Well, it's kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah he's gonna fight Teixeira. Yeah. Uh, think it's Stipe versus Nganu three, or you think Stipe might take a little break? No. 
I think they can. I don't think they're gonna give Stipe the direct rematch. If if there weren't two guys that were clear contenders in John Jones and Derek Lewis, then I think they would give Stipe the rematch. But I think they're not gonna come to terms with John Jones like they ever have. So John Jones is out. I think it's Derek Lewis versus Francis. Why John Jones feel like he owes him the shaft? Does he want like? He wants a lot. I think. Here's the thing. People, John Jones has maybe been slightly underpaid, but what the UFC actually discloses as the pay isn't the truth because they're getting paid based on a certain, an agreed percent of pay-per-view shares of the fight, whatever that percentage may be. So, John Jones is making... A couple mil a fight usually, you know it. That isn't like uh, he's not. They're not trapping him that bad. Marcus John Jones just did Bellator. He just doesn't want to say anything. No, because Bellator is not gonna. <laughs> he's because he's still signed to the UFC. He can't just pack up a so what, They would have. Why do you always him. tweet that? Just release me. Because he doesn't think they're gonna ever pay him what he wants. I think I don't even I don't see him ever going to Bellator. I I think he's gonna. Here's the thing. I think if Stipe won against Francis, I think I still think Stipe would have beat John Jones. But I think if Stipe won against Francis, I think we would have heard that John Jones versus Stipe was in the mix. I think he what John Jones saw from Francis. And I don't blame him. I think that scared everybody. And I think he he's obviously has look, this isn't to insult him, but he obviously has a very fragile ego because every time someone says something about him, he feels the need to go on like a twenty tweet rampage about it. So and I think he well, his mind like he can't handle also, the loss. <laughs> I just lost respect so, for him when he went to uh, that one place in Macy to JC Penegar. Took a picture of uh, the black jeans. <laughs> it was like this oh, is yeah, when that was yeah. jeans, black and Spanish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I know he's look. He's if if the right decision was made in the Reyes fight, we could literally be forgetting about all of this. But yeah, I'm still cool it wasn't. Him, so. so. Yeah. Look. Here's the thing. If Ray's got the nod against John, we may have not... Jan may not be in the position he is, and I'm happy that Jan is. He's a good story, so I like that that Jan is in the position he is. Legendary Polish power. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that happened, too, because I don't like double champs. It just clogs up the sport so much. So... Oh, UFC 263. Did you hear what Sterling? Can he surgery? Yeah, he's out for nine months. Forfeit the title, or do you think he's gonna? I think they, I think they're gonna strip him. I don't think he forfeits. I think they just strip him, and I think Sean Higgin is fighting Dillashaw, and I think the winner of that will fight John. I think Sterling just takes build. a little break. Well, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to rehab. Yeah, well, he's going to be out nine months. Nine months is including the rehab period. So, whenever we see him again, 
it's like uh, I, I don't know when that is, but I think he would be he would have to be stripped. They're not going to hold the division. Bantamweight, in terms of contenders, may be the most stacked division. So they're not going to keep all these guys oh, on weight think, for him. I think like they're going to get the ball rolling. I think maybe maybe it'll it'll get him some credit yeah. with all the fans and you'll see that he's like willing to say. Look, here's the thing. I don't even think he cares about credit with the fans anymore. He, if you go on his Instagram, which I don't mind it, I like it. He's going full heel mode, like Chelsea and Colby heel mode with the belt, like with the way he's been talking. Like that's kind of what he's gone towards, which I don't mind it because he was getting hated on and he's kind of just accepted it. So he can do what he want with that, you know. Um, but it's also, I think he understands if he's going to be out for that so long, they're going to have to strip get him. his glory with the belt while he can. Listen, I, yeah. In all honesty, I, I don't understand why people hate on Jan on Sterling so much. Jan's the guy that really yeet him in the face illegally. And and people are like, fight, fight. If yeah. you ever been concussed, and he, and he was clearly concussed, there's no way in hell the UFC would have let him fought like that knowing he has a concussion. No, they, they would have let him fight. Here's the thing. We've seen fighters concuss a lot worse because he, they will allow he faked he faked milk things to a point I mean, he didn't fake getting injured but he milked the injury because he understood that he was already fading he was pretty much out of it and with the knee it, it didn't completely compromise him but it did sap, sap his energy a little bit so I I understand why he did it, but he kind of milked it, so that's why fans are angry. At the same time, he couldn't even stand but up. At the he, same point, it wasn't even his fault that it happened. He got to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it it wasn't his. He didn't do – he wasn't the yeah, one who made himself the name was actually really freaking hard. So. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it's kind of crazy when you think about it because you, uh, you saw the knee that uh, Mighty Mouse took a couple nights ago. Yeah. 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 Because in one they're they're legal. You can do knees to the head of grounded opponents. So but look, Aljo milked it a little bit. I'm not I'm not mad at him for doing it. It wasn't he, his he fault that, that it happened. And if he Yeah. Well he, he thought there was gonna be a no contest, which Jan which if that happened, Jan would have kept the belt, but they would have ran an immediate rematch once Aljo was ready. So it would have pretty much been the same as if it was a draw. They had – that's the first time that but, ever happened, right, in, in the UFC for a title fight. In a title fight? I think I, it is. I, I just uh, – I know people are like, oh, Jan. I, I think the UFC might, should have suspended Jan for, like, maybe a few months or something like that. Or maybe – yeah, but even if he's suspended for a few months, he's going to be or, back in time. suspended him for a year. Because well, Aljo's going to be out. Unplug your mic. Nah, you, you can't, you can't suspend someone like that because guys have been on roids and they've been suspended Mike for Eve. less time. So it's like, and in, unplug your mic. Better guys. I, I, I just think so. Look, yeah, I, I just think 
they, they should have done something yeah, else because now people be like, all right, if I can get this guy to DQ, I can get a title. Like, I, I definitely think they mentioned there's no contest with it. Yeah, because I don't like the rule in this. It is left to the referee's discretion as to if the knee was intentional or not. And that's why, because the week after, there was another illegal knee in the Eric Anders versus uh, Darren Stewart fight, and that was declared a no contest because they didn't rule but it. I, as, I, think, as I just think the one thing that, like, that, that in, hurt Giannis, his corner said knee him while he was down. So he knew it was intentional. With the other fight, if they wanted yeah. to say and he did it, they could say that. But just the fact they really have it on recording of Giannis saying, what should I do? Corner says knee him. Yeah. Meeting him, I mean, that's there's only so much. Which I, I don't know. There was a lot that came out about that. I don't think Jan knew he was down. I think that's more on the fault of his corner if that's actually what they said. Which people have said that's not what they said, but I honestly don't know. But if that is what they said and Jan heard them, like, that's more on his corner. That's not really his fault, but still, your corner as the corner, you're responsible for your fighter. So, yeah. Maybe it's issue with that. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I want Kobe to fight again. Even if he fights a scrub, I just want to see him fight again. I think, he, I think he, he's going to fight again. I, I think, but he said he's going to wait. And well, I think he's waiting to see what happens. You got to back, right? You got Kobe to DM you, right? What'd you say? Oh, yeah, he DM'd me back that one time. But, um, yeah, it's like he uh, – I, I understand he's going to wait. He um, He's going to sit on on the sideline, wait to see what happens it, with Nasal Usman. You know, it's unfortunate because he, he should be – what Usman said, which I, I haven't really disliked Usman. Like, I used to in the past, but not really as much anymore. He's a little more active now. So, but he said something. He said Kobe needed to show activity before he got another title shot. Masvidal's last fight was literally a loss to you, and he hasn't done anything. I did since. see that. I did see that, and I thought it was. It's pretty literally been close laugh. to a like, year. This guy went up, fought so, a champ. Since the last time Masvidal was hypocritical. Look, and here's the thing, a. Usman knew he's getting paid more to fight Masvidal. Kobe would sell, but it's still a little bit more to fight Masvidal. Kobe, and he understands that Kobe had the closest fight with him. And you can say if Kobe doesn't get his jaw broken, like even if it was some, it still affected him pretty bad. Because I, I know I chipped, I I broke a yeah, little bit. Of, like, I had a micro fracture in my foot, and it killed me for like a month. So that shit hurt. Yeah, which it, yeah, it, he had a micro fracture. I think it was like a micro fracture of his center chin. But here's the thing: even if let's say he doesn't get finished, like let's say Mark Goddard separates them because of Usman was landing strikes to the back of the head or whatever at the end, then it would have the fight would have gone to Usman. But if you scored it based on the way the majority of the fans scored it, that last round would have been a ten eight for Usman. And you get, let's say, you give Kobe one, two, and four, and then Usman three and five with the ten eight. That fight's a draw. 
one of the judges well, didn't, that two of the judges had, had that fight yeah, draw. two of them we three one for Colby, right? Or was it was it two two three one Usman three one Colby? One, right? no. Yeah, yeah, it was one had a three one Colby, one had so a two two, and one had a three one Usman. Which I don't understand how I don't understand how you give that fight three one Usman. There's no way he won three rounds of that fight. I think what Usman scared that of is a Colby that wants revenge. I, I honestly think Colby has a, a new coach. He looked phenomenal versus Woodley. And I get Woodley is just awful now. But you got to give credit where credit is due. He, he dominated the whole fight. Yeah. Which I honestly don't think – I think it, Woodley can beat a lot of guys in the division still. But I just think that He's gone up against guys who have been complete style matchups for him, matchup nightmares for him. Like guys who with good cardio and offensive grappling who throw a lot of volume, now, are Woodley's kryptonite. And I, th- I think Burns, Usman, and Colby now, were all that you, same style. Question, and I think if if Masvidal beats Usman, <laughs> and he knocks Usman out. That's, that's the only reason why I think he could win if he just gets a nice two punch combo. Do you, do you think we run it back? Yeah. Masvidal losing three, or what? What? Oh, yeah, they they, they would they would they would or, run it back. Or do you think it would sell yeah, more? Unfortunately, Colby versus Usman for the title. I mean, uh, Colby versus Masvidal for the title. Here's the thing. See what happens. It depends how long Usman would have to take the recovery too. But Kobe versus Masvidal for the title. Kobe needs to take a fight if that happens. I would say, even if, like Michael Chiesa, even if you want like an easy win, like I, I'm okay with that. Just so you can say I've been active, I deserve this shot now. And if it's between Wonder Boy, Gilbert Burns, whoever wins that fight, that fight's going to be in July. They they have an option. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. I don't think you should be getting title shots because you beat Nate Diaz. But Masvidal got a title shot for beating Nate Diaz. But I think Col- I think the UFC likes the Colby Masvidal matchup. They miss him. I, I think once. that I don't be, think they would miss him. That might be the paid pay per view. Just because you could you could milk that story so much, and it's not like a fake fight. Like they hate it. Like they actually hate each other. Like it's it's real, so you can't fake that. Yeah. The press conferences would be legendary. Look, if you're gonna do that fight, that fight has they have to be on the Ultimate Fighter. That they have to be the coaches. Next, maybe twenty twenty two. Well, I think they're gonna do it again, like pretty soon so, after the but it, it all depends, season. I, I don't even know if I feel like Guzman is not gonna is gonna fuck Kobe over. And I don't think he's gonna take it. He might. He might take it easy. He might even take like Leon over Colby just to fuck Colby over. Well, here's the thing: if Leon's fighting and Colby is not, then if there's no yeah, argument to be takes, made at that point, fight, like you said, and he still picks Leon over Colby, then then what do you do? It depends. It, that's uh, that's kind of the UFC's Bryce's decision. I, I think if Leon beats it's Nate Diaz though, so it's tough. I mean, and Leon's been asking for the title fight for a while, but it's like so. I think they would have to give it to Leon. But here's the thing: Colby, 
there's options for Colby. He, if he takes a Michael Chiesa fight and he beats him, and but let's if, say he if, takes if Colby takes Wonder Moscow Boy, right after that fight beats Wonder Boy. Okay. No, Wonder Boy's already fighting Gilbert Burns. Then if he takes an easy fight. And obviously, it, it, Masvidal loses, and then they would UFC would be like, all right, well, Leon's been waiting the most, and he's been more active. You give it to that. Well, Colby would definitely be the next person in the line, correct? Without a doubt. Yeah, but Colby, Colby is okay waiting if for a title shot if he gets the Masvidal fight. That's the only reason he's still waiting, and he hasn't said anything. He is waiting for Masvidal to lose, so he can say, "I want this fight now." I, he could say he he said he's gonna say he's gonna be the one who wants to put the nail in Masvidal's career. How, you think they would have to make that a pay per view? Yeah, it would have been a pay per view. Even if Masvidal got dominated by Usman, he would lose a lot of star power, but. You would still have to make that a pay per view because now you can build Colby's name. Colby, Colby, this is the thing about Colby. He by himself is not a draw. He needs the right opponent to build with. If you do him versus Masvidal, you can build with him. If you did him versus Wonderboy, you can't build with that because Wonderboy is not going to have so, any back and so, forth with him. Let me ask you a question. Him versus Usman, you can do. If, I'm, this is a huge hypothetical. If McGregor hypothetically went back up to welterweight, if he loses Dustin Poirier again, could you see Colby jumping all over the uh, the fight? Uh yeah, but he he wouldn't do that. If he's not winning at one fifty five, he's not going to win at one seventy. He would if he loses against Dustin, he he's might go back to boxing. I, I pretty much am ninety percent sure he would. Play. Yeah, but I, I don't know. He would he wouldn't move up to one seventy. There's there's no chance he would do that. It's just. I, I don't know. I definitely feel like the UFC is screwing over Colby, though. Look, he's kind of, in his past, he's kind of gotten screwed over by the company a little bit. You know, his numbers haven't been great because when he had the, up to a certain point, he had the lowest gross in UFC on ESPN uh, when they came over the ESPN. I think he was like the seventh or eighth fight after that. And it was because they put him in the middle of the day. Literally everyone else had a night fight. His numbers were so bad because he was fighting at like 3 in the afternoon. Like, it wasn't... He kind of, over and over again, has kind of gotten pushed back in line. Like, he should have gotten the title fight against Wilby instead of Usman. He got pushed back because he went for the surgery. And he was going to be ready soon, and they still pushed him back. Like, he's always had problems with the company, but you think Dana White doesn't really like Kobe that much, or what? What is he? I think they they used to really not like each other, but I think eventually the relationship kind of toned down a little bit. I think they still may not like be fans of each other. But yeah, I, I think Dana White realized uh, that kind of needs him because of how kind of shit welterweight is. Yeah, look, I I just think this is what I'll say. Colby, right now, he's waiting to see what happens in this fight. I I wouldn't make any fight announcement or aim to have any fight until I see what happens with Masvidal. It just sucks though. If Masvidal does beat Usman. I think I I think you should give Colby the fight over Usman. I know Usman's been defending champ, but man, I think a lot more people would be 
willing to watch Kobe versus Masvidal than Masvidal too. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I think Masvidal's only chance is if he flukes it. I think if he just flukes a one-two or he lands like a hook off a break or something, I think that's his best chance to win. Because Usman, this is what I would say. I would probably say 75-25, I would say, the chance there that Usman wins. And that 25 is Usman's... Usman's weakness is that he doesn't take shots well. Like, we sometimes, like, he got rocked by Colby sometimes, and Colby obviously doesn't bomb his shots. But, like, you see him get hit sometimes, and he, like, starts wobbling a little bit. He goes into, like, starts shelling up. Like, so his react, and Masvidal can crack. So I think having a weak chin along with getting rocked, I'm sorry, along with Masvidal, Rocking guys pretty hard. I think that that could be an issue, but I still think so, Usman just clinched both. I'm not gonna lie, we're not the podcast, of course, but I, I definitely feel like what you said earlier with the whole stoppage, Kobe groin shot wasn't a groin shot. Kobe was kind of taking over that fight before that. He gave a brief break to Usman, let Usman regain himself. But I mean, Kobe was looking pretty good up to that point, and. He definitely did get some unfair breaks versus versus Yeah, I think I don't think he would have finished Usman after that. I, I think he would. He was putting it on. I him. think I think it's it's not like but, one of those things where you say, "Oh well, you know, he he would have knocked him out," but it would have gave Colby so much more confidence if he went and just completely dominated Usman during that round. Momentum. And Usman would be a little weary about throwing yeah. the shot. Yes. Momentum is everything in the UFC. I'm sorry. I'm just watching this in this Nets, Nets Laker game. It's not looking good right now for the for Nets. Whoa, whoa, chill over that. Have you beat us yet? No, you haven't. Overrated. We're the Knicks. We don't have three All Stars on our team. I mean, we don't have three All Stars playing right now. We have a a backup. Kyrie Irving. So. Your all star, uh, at least all, all at least all all star doesn't crack in the last final seconds like Randall does. At least, at least my all stars aren't breaking down physically and get triggered on Twitter and have burner accounts. At least my all stars can stand up to reporters. <laughs> at least, at least my all star doesn't cut off. Oh, that was the best. Can't lie, that 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 was a hundred and ten, a one forty IQ move. I, I would think so. All right, but uh, yeah, my hang on, my picks have not even been that bad. I literally just haven't been able to pick main events this year. I went ten and three today. I went seven and three on Miocic versus Ngannou. Eight and five on. <laughs> Edwards Muhammad, nine and six. You know, that was probably nine and six on Lovich Alessandra, and then went six and three on Rosenfeld game. I have a seventy percent prediction rate. It hasn't been that UFC bad. is the hardest sport to predict, just like golf. Yeah. Do you guys think Stipe is gonna fight? Yeah. What before you guys watch the matches? Slightly, but not really. 
I've been at work a lot of times when it's been. Not really. I've been kind of like recovering this week. I'm definitely gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. Definitely watching it tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's been six three one sports. We'll, uh, we have another pod soon.